Praise the Lord, everybody. God's been good to you. Put your hands together. Come on, let's give God a clap off in the praise. There is a spirit in this house today, and it is beautiful to see. So um, before I recognize our associate ministers, can we give it up for our praise team, our ministry and arts, our choir. Oh, my goodness gracious. Our musicians. Come on, let's give all of them a big clap off in the praise for ushering in the presence and the spirit of the Lord in this place today. We thank God for you. You know, normally um, when we get to Clergy Appreciation Month, it usually, um, and I understand, it starts with me, and I'm grateful. Um, but I, I also, you know, I have an anniversary as well that uh, you all show your love and appreciation to me and our family. But I really like for Clergy Appreciation Month not to be about me, but about our sons and daughters uh, who have done and continue to do an incredible job in ministry and uh, the proof of that is while I was out on sabbatical, we did not have to invite anybody from the outside to come in. All of our associate ministers carried the load and moved it forward. And, and Ivy, you know, I've said this many times before, but I'll say it again. I don't think we really understand how blessed we are to have a ministry team that is able to, to effectively minister at such a high level. And so, Ivy, uh, for the same respect and love and honor that you give to me, I need you to do the same for them. So can you stand up, please, and let's give them a big clap off and a praise. And thank God for them, for all their work and contributions. You have the gifts that you want to give. We have something that we want to give to you all as a sign of our appreciation to you. And thank you for your commitment and dedication and service uh, to what it is that you do for us. And uh, we love you all. We thank God for you all. And uh, we can't do ministry without you. So we love you, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Reverend. Appreciate you. Good to see you, man. Appreciate you. Love you. Love you, man. Absolutely love you. All right. Thank you. You can take your seats. Amen. Sister Lynn Jones. Where's Sister Lynn? Come on up here, Sister Lynn. Let me celebrate you also. Uh, Sister Lynn uh, is singing on our praise team, but uh, quick testimony. Sister Lynn, you can stay right there so you don't have to come up. People could just look at you and wave. Uh, so Sister Lynn um, works in the sheriff's office, and she's been working there, Nupanu Sheriff's Office, for the past 25 years. Amen. I'm going to come down to you now. But this Last week, right? Yes. Last week, Sister Lynn was promoted to captain in the sheriff's department. Come on, let's give God a big clap off and a praise. Congratulations. You want to say anything? I just want to say thank you, Lord. Um, as I listened to the sermon last week, it's just that faith of a mustard seed. Because <laughs> originally I was not promoted. And I was reassigned. So when the sheriff, love my boss, was speaking to me, I said, sir, I've been in this position before, but I'm going to go and perform and do what I need to do. And when I got there, I worked two weeks. 
and my new assignment that I knew nothing. I, I couldn't even begin it. I knew nothing about. Within two weeks, I got called back over there. So one of the, my deputies that worked had been working under me and was like, they, I can't believe they didn't promote you. And I said, don't worry about it. God got me. I know he do. He called me back over there and he said, you ready? I was like, ready? Ready for what? I'm like, oh, Lord, what I do now? And he said, I was promoted, y'all. When I thought, I had no clue, no idea how long I was going to be at this assignment because remember, I was learning. It was a learning mode for me, but I just want to say thank you, Lord. And if you don't nobody have faith, just that little teeny bit of faith got me where I needed to be. And I say, thank you, Lord. And the sky's the limit, and I know that. So thank you. Thank you. I have a family. I love my family. I love my pastor, my first lady. Thank you for everything you have taught me. I'm listening. Even when people don't, I'm listening. Amen. And I hear you. And so thank you, Lord. That's all. Come on, y'all give it up for Captain. Captain Lynn Jones, Newport News Sheriff's Department. Now, now, hold on, Devon. Take, I, I want them to hear me for just a second, and you go back to playing in a minute. Let me tell you all the difference between the police department and the sheriff's department. The police arrest you, but the sheriffs are responsible for the jails and making sure that the jails are taken care of. I hope she don't see none of y'all on her day job. <laughs> you let me know, uh, Captain Jones, you gonna let me know if you see anybody? No, nah, but let's give her a big clap off in the praise one more time. We thank God for her. All righty, we are. We are um, coming along again close to our church's 116th anniversary. And don't forget that um, we want to recognize those seniors 80 and above. So if you haven't taken the time to fill out the form, please make sure that you do so. Fill that form out. We want to recognize you two weeks away, 116th church anniversary. Please fill out the form. Seniors, we're going to do it up big for you, celebrate you, and thank God for the length of years that God has blessed you to see. So please keep that in mind. Now, I do want to mention something that today, October 16th, is Souls to the Poles, which means that in Hampton and in Newport News, in Hampton especially, today is the only Sunday that you can actually go to the polls to vote early. Now, Ivy will be doing our own uh, day. It won't be today, but we will be doing our own day, and we'll let you know that announcement where if you don't go today, we're encouraging you to go today, but if you don't go today and you want to vote early, there's going to be a day where Ivy family, we're going to go and celebrate and exercise our right to vote early. So again, stay tuned to that. But if you want to go today, then you can go today in Hampton, Newport News. The polls are open. And in Hampton, it is the only Sunday that souls to the poll or the polling center will be available to you on a Sunday. So please keep that in mind. Now, Bill, can you go to the slide, please? Let me share my quick focus points and vision uh, that we're looking at for the rest of the year. It is my heart's desire, and I am seeing this. So I want to so, say to you all, I am seeing it. I am seeing it. I am seeing it, and I'm very proud of you of the progress that I am seeing. 
I knew that when I went out for sabbatical, the one thing that I had to do, and I'm going to be transparent with you in this moment, the one thing that I had to do when I came back is I had to shake y'all up a little bit. Had to shake you up because COVID had put people in a state of complacency, in a state of, in some cases, laziness, in a state of, you know, eh, well, I'm just used to doing and being comfortable and doing bedside Baptist. And so had to bring you out of some of that. Uh, and also, even if you were coming, I had to shake you up a little bit to remind you of how important you are to God. And so now we're starting to see you exercising your gifts and your talents and your space. And it's beautiful to see so many different gifts were on display today and talents. And that's exactly what God has called us to. That's exactly what I see. So for the rest of the year, we are encouraging every Ivy believer. If you are, you are a believer at Ivy, you call yourself Ivy family. We are encouraging you to exercise your gift and or talent and or fruit in a ministry context. We believe that you have something to offer to our church. Now, the big goal of all of this is not just to say you're in the choir or you're an usher or you're a deacon. That's not the goal of it. The goal of it is that once you get into these spaces, you will begin to develop relationship with people and then you will begin to start doing life together. That's what the early church did. They did life together. They did not just go to church and for those two hours or one hour and a half or whatever it is, and then they went on about their business in their life. They did church and life together. So they called each other during, throughout the week. They hung out. They visited each other in their homes. They went to dinner. They broke bread. They fellowshiped. And that's the goal of what we are wanting to do here at the church, is that even after the service is over, you still have a connection, somebody you can relate to, and pray with and get the support that you need on a Monday or a Thursday or a Friday, not just on Sunday morning. So again, after service is over or the sermon is over, Reverend Persons is going to come back up and identify some ministries of which you can be involved in. And I want to thank you for some of you who have already started to get up off that thing. You all have started to move and find your space. I'm very proud of you, but there's still some others there's still some others that we got to get off the bench and get in the game. And so we're going to continue to do this for the rest of the year. Now, everybody stand for me, please. Everybody stand. So we are a fruit church before we are a gift church. That means we work on the fruit of the spirit before the gifts of the spirit. Find some people and tell them you love them, please. Find some people. Tell them you love them. Come on. Tell them you love them. Thank you. Appreciate you. Online, if you're watching online, tell somebody you love them online.
10 seconds. Come on, tell somebody else. You got 10 more. Find somebody real quick. Tell them you love them. Tell them you love them. All right, remain standing for me, please. Turning your Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Thank you. Yeah, stand up. Hey, y'all, real quick. This is Sister Pam, y'all. This is an example of somebody who got up off of her thing. And uh, turn around so they can see you. She is the production runner for today. This is her first time. Do it. Come on, turn around so they can see you. This is not an easy job. Y'all give her a big clap off and a praise for her being the production runner today. Thank you, Sister Pat. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're doing a great job. You tell them that headset ain't no joke. Having to do all that stuff. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 4. I'm going to verses 4 through 10 today from the New International Version. If you're ready, somebody say, let's go. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. That verse seven is key. Each of your gifts are given to help somebody. To one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit. Verse 10, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy. Go over to chapter 14 and verse number 1. I want you to see that as well. 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit especially prophecy you may be seated presence of god only going to ask you to do this once smile at your neighbor and say neighbor get up off of your thing <laughs> that's the gospel of james brown for i guess who might be Wondering, God, if you would now please let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, God. You are my strength and my redeemer. Let all of God's people say, Amen. We've been in this series now for the last three, four weeks, talking about spiritual gifts. As a review, if this is your first time with us, uh, a spiritual gift. Um, is the Greek word for spiritual gift is charisma. It's charisma. Charisma in our normal everyday vernacular is when you have the ability to draw people to you and to inspire people. That's what charisma is. And so if you are a believer, then we believe that at the moment of salvation, God or through the Holy Spirit gave you at least one spiritual gift. If you have more than one spiritual gift, which you probably may, then it's not charisma, it's charismata. That's the plural form of charisma. This is why I've said to you before that if you're walking in your gifts, you're going to be able to attract people. 
because that's what charisma does. It attracts people to you. But it's not just for you. The attraction is the God or the Holy Spirit at work in and through you. That's what makes you attractive. And what we know again is that you should be using your fruit before you are exercising your gifts. And here's why. Because Jesus spoke more about fruit than he did about gifts. Jesus said, you shall know true believers by the fruit that they bear, not by the gifts. And secondly, we know that there are a lot of false teachers out in the world. We know that scripture has shown us that there are people who can do signs and wonders, but not in the name of the Lord. So therefore, gifts apart from fruit are not genuine. You got to have both. And you should be working on your fruit first. Love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. These things are to be evident as no matter what gifts we have so that we are operating in the will of God. Because once you have the fruit and then you have the gift, now you got both things that are working together. But if you're just trying to operate in gift and you have no fruit, either you fake, phony, or nasty. It's one of them three. Because you cannot operate genuinely of God in the gift without the fruit. And there are too many people that are trying to do that. So don't come up in here and trying to tear me down and take me up in the rafters and then afterwards you don't love me. You ain't trying to hear that. But it's because of your love that you're exercising your gift. Because as I said before, 1 Corinthians 12 and 7 says that the gifts are given for the manifestation of the common good. The reason why the Holy Spirit put that gift in you is because he wants to use you to help somebody else. Understand that. So, two weeks ago, uh, we've covered four gifts so far. There are over 20. We've covered four. The first ones that we covered was in verse number eight. It says it's the message of knowledge and the message of wisdom. Message of knowledge. And again, some people may think I may not have this gift, but maybe you do. Maybe you have the ability to help people to understand some of the deeper levels of truth of scripture. Maybe you have a better grasp of understanding the Bible than some other people do. Now, maybe when some other people read the Bible, they, they kind of get it, but you are able to articulate it and explain it at a deeper level. Then there's the message of wisdom. You may say, I may not have that gift, but maybe you do. Because the message of wisdom is, how do you help other believers to walk out their salvation? So, for example, if you're single... And you're doing it and, uh, and you're living single and honoring God as you are single. Maybe somebody else who's single needs to understand how you're doing it. Or if you're married, how are you faithful in your marriage? How are you happy in your marriage? How are you all getting along after so many years? Maybe you have the ability to share with them how the word has helped you to walk out your marriage. Or for those who are single, maybe you have the ability to help people to know how I can be saved and love the Lord and still walk in my purpose as I'm single. Maybe if you're older, 
how it is that you are still able to see the things of God and walk out in the things of God as you're older and maybe uh, widowed or maybe something else is in your life. Or if you've been sick, how is it that you've been able to still walk with God and still love God while you have been sick? There is the message of wisdom in that. It's not just what you know, but it's helping people to apply what you know to their daily life. That's the first week. Then last week, we did the message or the gift of faith. And the gift of faith is, it's not just some measure of faith to believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. It is not just the level of faith that um, is in my day to day that I know he's with me. But this level of faith, as Sister Lynn described, is the mustard seed faith that I believe without a shadow of a doubt that my God can move a mountain and it's got to go into the sea. And the truth of the matter is, if we're honest, most believers don't bring that kind of faith to the table. We have a measure of faith. But God wants us to have greater faith so that the mountain can be moved and we know that nothing is impossible to us. And then also last week we talked about healing. And healing comes in many different forms. And most of us, when we think of healing, we first of all think of physical healing, right? Sickness in the body, so God heals us in sickness in the body, right? Um, but healing can be emotional. Healing can be mental. Healing can be spiritual. A lot of people have been hurt in church that need to be healed from that. There are some people that have regrets or things in their past that they've been hurt from that they haven't gotten over. So let's not box in healing to just physical healing because healing has to come in different forms. And I'm going to tell you this one, and I want you to sit with this one. Sometimes healing is when God calls somebody home. If the soul has been in, is in a body that's been ravaged, I know that for the personal side of us, we want that person to be physically healed. But sometimes we don't know the depth of their pain because they may never tell us. And I just want y'all to understand that sometimes when you pray for your loved one to be healed and God calls them home, don't be mad all the time at God because God knew how much they could bear. And we walk around upset and angry with God because God, I asked you to heal my loved one and God said, I did. You weren't with them in the midnight hour when they were crying in pain. You weren't with them when they were gnawing their teeth and they didn't want to tell you how hurt they really were. And so sometimes we have to trust that when God heals, he knows what's best. All right, so those were the ones we covered last week. And now we get into some ones today that I'm very excited about. But I'm going to put a disclaimer on today before I get started. Healing and the ones we're going to do today. Miracles and prophecy. 
are ones that typically aren't taught, endorsed, or supported by a lot of churches, including some Baptist churches. A lot of churches don't preach on this because some churches believe that these gifts no longer exist, that they have ceased to exist, that miracles and healings and all of that stopped at the apostolic era. When the apostles died, that's when these gifts ceased to exist. And I will tell you that there are a lot of Baptist denominations of churches that believe this. So why am I teaching it? Because I believe the Bible more than I believe Baptists. Now, I'm going to be respectful in what I say here as I put this disclaimer out here. I recognize that this is a Baptist church. But if you look carefully at the wall, it don't say Ivy Baptist. And the reason why it doesn't say Ivy Baptist is because I don't see the Bible through a Baptist lens. I see the Bible for what it is. And if it says that there's healing in the Bible, I believe it. If it says that there are miracles in the Bible, I believe it. Now, I've jokingly said this in private, but I'm going to say it publicly here. After this series, one or two things are going to happen. Either we're going to rock with what the Bible say, or y'all going to vote me out of here. Because I'm going with God over Baptists. Because I just simply believe that there's power in the number. And I simply believe that there are still miracles that are happening each and every day. And I still believe that God can do what he said he's going to do in his word. And, and I'm respectful of the fact that maybe some don't believe this because I understand interpretive views. But like Joshua said, as for me in this house... I believe that every time we come in here, God can do something that will absolutely, positively blow our minds. And I just need two or three people right about now to say, you know what, Pastor? I'm rocking with you. I was raised Baptist, maybe. I've been in a Baptist church. But in spite of all of that, I still think God can move. Because if God can't move, then why are we coming here? So having said that, that's my disclaimer. And uh, if, if, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but if you prefer Baptist over word, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so now we're in miracles. Miracles is in verse 10. Notice now, verse number eight, there were two gifts. Verse nine, there were two gifts. But in verse 10, there are five. We're not going to do all five today. We're only going to do two. We're going to do miracles and prophecy. When you look at miracles, the, the Greek word for miracles is energima. Say it with me, please. Energima. I know that's not something we use all the time. Close to energy, right? Energima. And it means, uh, it means acts or deeds. So watch this. So it's not miracles. It's miracles of power. The word power in the Greek is dunamis. 
It's where we get the word dynamite. So really when you put those two together, a miracle or miraculous power, this gift is when God does something through us that is so powerful, that is so magnetic, that the only thing we can conclude is that it had to have been God that did it. The only explanation that can be given is that it could not have been by human effort that God had to step in and work through that situation because it points back to God. Hmm. Now, Wayne Grudem, who's a Bible scholar, um, who I love, I've studied, he, he wrote a book on, called Systematic Theology. Um, he gives this definition of what miracle is. A miracle is, um, it is a less common occurrence. Go to that next slide for me, please, Bill, so they can see it. It's the next common occurrence that when it is done, it points people back to the power of God. So miracles aren't ones that happen all the time, as we typically know them, but it is something not always in the ordinary, not always in the everyday, although they could happen that way. But in most cases, um, when we think of a miracle, it's a less common occurrence. But when we see it, when we experience it, we know that it was God that did it. And I don't know about y'all, but this is what I desire for Ivy every now and again. That we don't just come in here and do order service. And we'll just come in and do the same old, same old every time. But wouldn't you like for God every now and again to be like, boop, I interrupt this broadcast. To give you a special notice that I am still the great I am. I am still wonderful counselor. I am still mighty God. I am still everlasting father. I am still prince of peace. And let me show you what I can do so that when you walk out of here, the only thing you can do is just shake your head. That's the kind of church I want to see. That's the kind of experience I want to see. Not that when we leave church, we'll be going to eat. No, I want to leave service with us shaking our head and say, did you just see what happened in there? That's what I'm after. I'm after sometimes that the service got to stop. Because the power of God is so thick and because God wants to do something in the midst that leaves us shaking our heads and leaves us saying, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that was a God moment right there because we saw a miracle happen in this place. So let me give an example of what a miracle is for those of you who don't know. So a miracle could be a healing, but a miracle is not limited to just a healing. It could be one, but it's not limited to one. Uh, a miracle could also be for an example in the Bible where Peter was walking on water. Y'all remember the story? Uh, in Matthew chapter 14, the storm was raging and, and, and um, Peter saw Jesus out from a distance and, and Peter didn't really know if it was Jesus. And he said, if, if it's you, allow me to come on water and walk to you. And Jesus said, come on out. So he got out the boat and started walking on the water. But all of a sudden he saw the winds and the waves and he began to sink. And uh, Jesus grabbed him by the hand and lifted him up out of the water and he told Peter, why did you doubt? You ready for this? 
He didn't ask him, why did you doubt whether or not I was going to take you by the hand? He asked, why did you doubt that you could still walk on water? See, that's the kind of miracle that I'm talking about. Why do we doubt that we have the ability to do some things that leave people in awe? I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Um, but I believe, y'all, that the greatest miracle that ever exists, the greatest miracle, as I believe, this is my personal belief, the greatest miracle that's ever happened is not uh, healing uh, eyes and not doing all of that. I think the greatest miracle ever created that God has done is salvation. And for no other reason, this is why we ought to be running in church and giving God ridiculous praise every Sunday. You know why salvation is a miracle? Because who else would take people who are fickle? Who else would take somebody that blatantly disrespects them? Who else would take somebody that ignores them and wants to do it their way and loves them to the point where they send their only begotten son to come down in their place to take the place of what they were doing and then say, if you believe in the one that died, I will be right with you. I'll give you a new chance. I'll wipe the slate clean. I'll give you a new heart and a new mind. I'll give you a new walk and a new talk. There ain't no greater miracle better than salvation and we got to get out the notion that God was supposed to do it but I need some real saints right here come on Devon help me I need some real saints right here to say I've been messed up so many times I've done so many things wrong but I thank God that he didn't give up on me that he still gave me another chance that the grace that they prayed over this morning is still alive and well and I just want to thank God see the reason why some of you can't get with this is because you're still praying over the car and over the stuff. But there ain't no greater miracle than God who should have sent us to hell. Who should have killed us the first time that we messed up. But instead he gave us grace after grace and he's still giving us the amazing grace. I need five people that know that you know that you know how good God has been to you. That he's a miracle worker and how he has set us free when we didn't even deserve it. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So, so now miracles, um, miracles ain't just him healing or doing something beyond imaginary. You know what the greatest miracle is? You're looking at one. I should have been dead. I ain't got no right standing up here preaching to you. But yet, because of him, I don't know if y'all ever pause because there's so many saints of God that get amnesia. That once you get saved, it's as if you have blocked your train of thought about how you used to be and what you used to do. I don't know if you ever sit by yourself sometime and just think about all the stuff that God carried you out of and all the stuff he had to forgive you of and all the stuff that he had to overlook and shake his head over but still kept your heart beating, still made sure you had food on the table, still made sure you had every bill paid, still made sure your house was in order. That's the greatest miracle. I've ever seen. Ah. 
Lord, I feel it now. Because for so long, we try to come in and try to present ourselves as overcoming all that stuff. But sometimes you got to be honest and say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, come on, I need five people right now just to testify with me. If it had not been for God walking with me when I was out there in the world, if it had not been that God caused the car to swerve over in his lane when I should have been hit, if it had not been for God, I'm trying to change I'm trying to change your mindset of what you think a miracle is because you think a miracle is just something that is beyond the pale now guess what if you are saved then you are a miracle if you gave your life to Jesus Christ you are a miracle because you are a king's kid you got an inheritance that's coming to you all because of the gracious act of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that should leave us in awe because nobody loves like this thank you Lord so, I need y'all to understand something though. This, this is important. I need y'all to understand something when it comes to gifts and healing. I need y'all to understand something. There is a way that God wants to move. I need y'all to understand this one. So, first of all, God does not need us to heal. God does not need us to do miracles because God can do it all by himself. God's name is healing, Jehovah Rophi. So literally, in order for God to heal, all he got to do is speak it. But let me tell you, how God prefers to do it. While God can do it alone, what God prefers to do is to use somebody as an instrument. And see, this is where we get caught up. Because most of the time when we think of an instrument of who God chooses to use to perform the miracle and perform the healing, our first thought has to be somebody in leadership. But I need y'all to read the Bible slow. Because when I told you in verse number 8 and 9, Paul said, to the one, he has given the message of wisdom. To the one, he has given the message of knowledge. To the one, he gave a measure of faith. To the one, he gave healing. Which means that he did not say to the pastor. He did not say to the deacon. He did not say to the one who is ordained. He said to the one, which means, are you ready for this? God could use any one of you to be an agent 
for healing. And God could use any one of you to be an agent for him to work a miracle. So let's establish that. Stop looking at the stage. God can use you too. But you don't see it because you're still worried about what limited amount of knowledge of the Bible you know. You can't receive it because you feel like you ain't been in church long enough. You can't receive it because you're not doing whatever it is you think you're supposed to do. And I need you to get out of that. If you study the scriptures, you will begin to understand that the 12 that Jesus chose did not have the level of education that society would have deemed to be acceptable. He chose 12 ordinary, unlearned men. But with power, they could do things that even presidents couldn't do. And so here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Put that slide up, but I want them to see this. So number one, God does not need us. But watch this. God prefers to use us as instruments for healing and instruments of a miracle. And here's where it gets better. You ready for this? But not nay healing. Nay, that's what my grandma say. Not nay healing and not nay miracle will happen if you ain't got faith. He ain't going to use you if you don't believe that he can do it. And so guess what? What I believe should be happening in the church, if, you, if, if we come together, all it, what the scriptures say is all we got to do is bring the faith and bring the atmosphere and let God do the rest. And if by chance he chooses you to be the instrument, just say yes. You ain't got to go to school for that. You ain't got to have the best job for that. He ain't checking your bank account for that. Can he use you to be an agent of blessing for somebody else? Hmm. See, this, this is when we get this, this is when Ivy will shift. This is when Ivy will shift. Instead of you believing that it's going to come through me, let me ask you a question. So if I got the gift of teaching, and let's say Deacon Conyers, who she done prayed for many people, and then it got healed up. If I got the gift of teaching, and she got the gift of healing, and you come to me for healing, but she got the gift of healing, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. No, you need the gift of healing. See where it got quiet later this morning? So I'm trying to get y'all to understand that there are gifts in the house. And when I said to you all before, everything that we need is in the house, that's gifts as well. But get this, it won't happen if we don't believe. So I'm just going to ask you some questions right here, and I'm going on to the next one. Do you want to just do order of service, or do you want to see God move? 
Do you want to just come do the same old, same old? Or do you want to leave here in awe of what God can do? Do you want to just simply come and say, I've been to church so that then you can go eat breakfast or whatever it is you do? Or do you want to come in and say, you know what, God, I believe that if you won't do it for me today, that there's somebody else that's going to come in, that they're going to get what they need, and they're going to walk out of here healed and whole and delivered and set free and blessed by the power of God. And if you can't do it for me today, I'll wait, but you can do it for somebody in the room. What kind of church y'all want to be? We just want to go through the list. Or do we want to come in here by faith and see some mountains move and see some lives put back together and see some healings done and see some marriages restored and see parents and kids getting back together and seeing God's glory on display. That's miracle. Now the next one is prophecy. Um, and the word prophecy in the Greek is prophetia. And, and it simply means, y'all, because sometimes I think y'all go deep with it. It simply means um, that you are sharing or speaking a message that is inspired. So let's go back to the Old Testament. Uh, most people think of prophets as being able to see into the future, right? But if you really study the prophet and the role of the prophet, especially in the Old Testament, the prophet spoke an inspired message to get the people to return back to God. And if you did not return back to God, then the prophet spoke of what could happen in the future for disobedience. So a prophet's role is to speak a message that is oftentimes inspired. Watch this, y'all. But usually it is downloaded straight from God. In real time. So usually the message that you get comes um, to, for a person. It comes for a group. Or it comes for the house. But it is usually something that God gives you in real time. Or maybe it's a word that he gives you to sit for a moment until the proper time. And then you share it with whoever God has assigned you to share it with. Now watch this, y'all. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. Because I need y'all to see this again. Um, y'all ready for this? It says in uh, 14 and 1, it says... Uh, we should definitely love each other. That's what it says. We should let love rule the day, right? We should love each other. But then Paul says we should eagerly desire spiritual gifts, right? Especially prophecy. Of all the spiritual gifts that Paul said was the most important, he lists prophecy as number one. Not miracles, not speaking in tongues, not signs and wonders, prophecy. So why is prophecy so important to Paul? Because here's what Paul is saying. If you are walking with God and you are prayerful and you got faith, God can give you a word in the moment that you can speak to help somebody else. 
And it may not come from the stage. It may come from the person sitting right next to you where they've been sitting beside you and they lean over to you and they say, the Lord told me to tell you. I don't know what's going on in your situation, but the Lord told me to remind you that everything going to be all right. Paul said, I wish that everybody would have this kind of desire. And here's what Paul is saying, that we should desire to seek the gifts. In other words, if you don't have it, we should pray for it. And if you don't have it, you should believe God for it. If you don't have it, you should want it. And I just want to gently ask this question. How many times did you pray that God release the gifts in you? No, nah, because most of the time we're praying for a job, some money, a boo. <laughs> Paul says we should eagerly desire, man, God. You know what Paul is saying? God. When the last time you prayed this prayer? God, can you use me to be an agent of healing? God, can you use me to work a miracle for somebody? When the last time you prayed that? God, can you use me to help somebody get something in their life that they didn't get before? God, give me a word right now because I'm in Walmart and I see somebody's downcast. Get, get, give me a word right now, God, that I can speak to this single mother right here who looks like she's on edge. Download it now, God, and give me the boldness and the courage to walk up to her and say, I don't know who you are. I just want you to know that God loves you and so do I and that I know it looks like life is hard for you right now, but if you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding in all thy ways you acknowledge him, I guarantee you he will direct your path. So, I needed some help with this sermon today. Come on up here, Elder. Come on up here, Elder. I, I need your help. Y'all say hello to Sister Elder Gail. You know, she's with us here at the church. Come on, y'all give her a big clap off in the praise. Come on up here, Elder. What you all don't realize is that um, Elder Gail, two weeks ago, was recently um, promoted and ordained as a prophet in her church. Come on, let's give God a big clap off in the praise for her. So, Elder Gale, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. You come on over this side. You set attention right here. Let the camera get, get on you. So we talk about this all the time uh, in the office because, you know, in the Baptist church, prophets aren't acknowledged. So help us to understand the office of the prophet versus the gift of prophecy because you had the gift long before you took the office. Right. Explain it to us, please. Well, the gift of uh, prophecy, like he said, the Bible tells us that um, he would that everybody prophesy. And so, you know, for years I was already singing and ministering in song and it would be a bubbling that would come up in my spirit. 
and I would start seeing things and I would start hearing things. And um, the gift, he can use anybody. We just have to have the faith to be able to walk in it. So I walked around in fear for a long time because when you, when you have people in the Baptist, because I was a Baptist before I'm in the church that I'm in now, um, they will say it's spooky, it's weird, it's ESP, it's deja vu, it's, you know, all those spooky things, but it's not. And we are different because God made us, like he said, unique in our giftings and our callings. So when I would begin to sing and people would I don't, I don't want to say it wrong, but people would fall out in the spirit. They would get healed. They would get delivered. I didn't understand in the beginning. But then the office, I'm, I'm just going to shift because that's a whole nother story. Um, shifting to the office is where I can walk into a room and I can, I can give insight. I can give foresight. I can give hindsight. I see things in the past of where they already have been done. And it's not that I do it at any time. I do it in order. And I do it when the Lord tells me to. And I will go to people and say, you know, this is what the Lord said. And I release it. And the office is just totally different because we walk by him. He downloads it. I give it out. It's the mouthpiece of God speaking to my heart. And I just do what he tells me to do. I speak what he says to say. Speak. I see healing. I was, I was telling um, um, Pastor Swan, when I come sometimes and I'm in the room and I'm singing, it's not that I'm looking at you. I see the spirit and I see spirit starts to move. And that way I know how to minister to the atmosphere because I shift the very atmosphere. Does that explain? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So, talk to people because there are some people in the room that have dreams, they have visions, they, they see things like you said, and sometimes they just don't know how to process that, right? And sometimes God wakes them up in the middle of the night, sometimes God gives them stuff. So talk to us about that. How, how, did, how do you help people who have dreams and visions and help them to walk through their experience? I believe that, you know, if you go to the Lord in prayer and you begin to ask him and you move by faith, those things that he begins to show you, start writing them down. I have a journal that's like everywhere in the car. I have it by the nightstand on my bed. Um, I have it in my purse. <laughs> I, had to, I take my notebook almost everywhere I go because as the Lord began to show me things at night or even visions during the day, I have it so I can record it. And it's not that it's just going, I'm going to blurt it out then, but God will release you in the timing to be able to say and to see and to do what he's saying to you in your night dreams. So if you're starting to have dreams, write them down. That's the best thing you can do. And ask the Lord, what does he want you to do? Do he want you to pray? Do he want you to go to that person that you're seeing? Or maybe it's just for you, what you need to do. And so the dreams, are, the dreams are given by God. They're inspired by him. And as you begin to have those dreams, write them down. And then if you know other people who are in that, get in a company of people who are, have like spirits who you'll be able to share. Because you can't share everything with everybody. God will start showing you things and you'll be like, really, God? But it's at the appointed time 
that you will be able to release. In other words, just because you got downloaded doesn't mean you got to blurt it out. There right you go. Away. Right. There's an order to it. Sometimes you may have to sit with it for a minute until God gives you the okay to release it. And so this is how the gift of prophecy works. But Paul says he hopes that all people have this gift to be able to hear from God. But notice what Elder said. If you ain't praying, if you're not in your word, if you're not in tune with God, then how can you hear from God to know what to say? And so sometimes in church, we say stuff that we think means well, but it don't. Because that didn't come from God. It came from what we thought we should say. And so sometimes we got to be prayerful in our own space to, to trust that God, before I say anything, let me first make sure is what you want me to say. That's the gift of prophecy. And so, Elder, you said to me, and we're in here, you, you felt like you had a, a message for the house. Amen. Before. Can I say one thing about what you just said, too? Because every word that you receive or every word that you give out, you're held accountable for that word. And you don't want the Lord to take the word that you said and you offered out strange fire to somebody because you can do more damage than you can do good. So you got to make sure that you are hearing the voice of the Lord and you have to make sure that you're saying what he told you to say because you're going to be held accountable and you don't want him, you don't want to be in a bad place. Let's just say that. Amen. So... Um, Devon, can you just play a little bit for me? Music helps me. <laughs> you can do praise him just like you did before. That's fine. As I, as I think about even as me coming on to, to um, Ivy, it was already assignment when I came. And I think whoever was here when I first came, I said that when I came to the um, altar, that it was an assignment. And um, I still believe I'm on assignment. I still believe that God is doing something awesome. But what I have seen and what I have shared um, on, a, on a couple of occasions with certain people, especially the intercessors, this is going to be a high time for the intercessors to be in the pocket now. God is calling y'all even to a higher place that the intercessors are the ones that are carrying the prayers and they're gonna, their targets are going to be set. So prayer and worship are going to work in this house like never before. Worship is going to be taken to another place, but you got to have faith to believe. you got to be free in what you do. You have to be able to know the word of the Lord and the songs that you sing. Don't just pick any kind of song. I'm saying this to the house. Uh, don't just pick any kind of song. It has to be the songs that the Lord download and put on your heart for this season, for this house, for where the Lord is taking you. I hear the Lord saying, Pastor Swan, that this is going to be like a fresh wind of God that's going to blow through this congregation. And you're getting ready to see him move by his power and by his might, that he's getting ready to to do things that you thought that could not happen in a Baptist church. But the Lord said, I'm getting ready to move by my power and by my spirit. He said, if you just hold yourselves available to me, believe in faith that I'm getting ready to move with power, that this place is going to go up in a wild wind. 
I see the wind of the Lord blowing through healings, deliverance. I know that this is, the, as we say, the Baptist church, but we can't put a name on it right now because this is kingdom. The Lord said, I'm shifting you now. I'm shifting you to kingdom because that's where I am in this season. He, the leaders are getting ready to change. And I'm not saying change people. I'm talking about changing as far as mindsets. You're getting ready to move in a new way. God's getting ready to open up your mind to make you see things in a totally different way. When Pastor Swan begins to give the revelation of the word, it's going to be like it's going to start jumping off the page at you. This is a new season for Ivy. And I know that some people are kind of looking like, what is happening right now? But believe me when I say, the Lord is in this place. When the, when, the, when the choir was singing this morning and they were talking about manifestation, there were so many things that was happening all through the congregation. And if we can shift, can you go back to that song? And just y'all start... Because there's a, there, there was something with that song that the wind of God started to blow. And Pastor Swan, I do believe that not many days hence, as you continue to seek the face of the Lord, because the Lord said you had to go to sabbatical in order to come out to where he's calling you to go. And you're not going by yourself because you do have people that has your back. So this is going to be a season that you're going to see the remnant of the people who really talk what they walk. Or walk what they talk. It's time to rise up. I hear the Lord saying, my sons and my daughters, it's time for you to stand in your place and take your rightful positions. It's time for you to move by my agenda and not your own. For this is the time that I've called you to step up higher, to rise. It's time to rise, O Zion. It's time to rise. So this is the word of the Lord for, for, for Ivy this morning, that you're in a new place. Rise up. Take your rightful place. Rise up. Take your rightful place. And even as he doesn't know that everything that's getting ready to take place, God's already got him. He's showing him in his quiet time. You just trust the man of God and move to where the Lord is taking Ivy to in this season. It's beautiful. It's marvelous. Is it okay if I say something to the intercessors? Intercessors, can you come? Make sure I hear the Lord saying that, the, that he's getting ready to take you all as the intercessors on new watches. 
that there will be some of you that will not be able to sleep all night long, that there is going to be some things that are going to be laid at the altar, that you're going to be saying, Lord, I saw this months and months and months ago. But the Lord said, this is the season that is getting ready to come to pass. There are some things that you've already seen in the spirit that the Lord said he's getting ready to push it now into the spirit realm here and manifest it like never before. There are some of you that you have just gone before him and laboring and laboring and laboring and laboring. This is the season, the Lord said, that is getting ready to manifest. It's getting ready to come forth. The things even that Pastor Swan began to share with you, you're going to take them into your secret closets and you're going to birth them like never before. You're going to speak those things as though they are. God, we just thank you today for every intercessor that stands here. God, we thank you that you're taking them to a new place in you. God, we thank you for the frequency, oh God, of the wave, oh God, that's getting ready to go past in this place, God, as you're going to use your intercessors, God, to take this up to a new place in you. So Father, we thank you for the prayers that have already been spoken but God we thank you for the downloads that's getting ready to be downloaded unto them that they can go to the pastor and say this is what I see this is what I've heard this is what I see this is what I've heard this is what I see this is what I've heard and then it will be confirmation to his spirit God we thank you for every intercessor that's here on this day father we give you glory and we give you honor it's in Jesus name we pray Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Miss um, Monpoint, if Miss Monpoint can come forward. Do y'all have oil? Miss Mom Point, you have been in my prayers, and I've seen you in my dreams. <laughs> the Lord is saying, woman of God, that this is a season that he's bringing you to a higher place. He said, I've seen you, woman of God. I've seen you in your quiet time. Yeah. That you have been going before the Lord. And some people have been taking you lightly. But the Lord said that he has you on his mind. And he's not calling you just a daughter. He's calling you friend. He said, and when I be called, begin to call you friend, there's some things that I begin to show you. There's some sounds that I begin to give you in the spirit. And you begin to hear them. And the Lord said, you are, for this generation, the worship leader that I have called forth. Your heart is pure. You have come before me with clean hands. And I'm getting ready to take you to a whole brand new place. Hey, Jesus. Hey, 
Jesus. He said, the spirit of me is on you, woman of God. It don't have to be the sounds of tickling to ears that other people think it may be. But the Lord said, you are anointed, woman of God, in your own right. And so he said, I'm taking you to a new place in me. And so from this day forward, you're getting ready to go up, Miss Mom Point. You're getting ready to go up higher. And what's getting ready to happen is that your family is getting ready to go up higher too. He said, I'm bringing restoration. I'm bringing healing. I'm bringing newness. I'm bringing all of this to your home first. Because what you do in private is now getting ready to come publicly. For this is the season that I'm calling you, woman of God, my friend. My friend. You're not usual. You're out of the box, said the Lord. And the Lord told me just to blow on you the wind of God. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. In this place, Lady Swan, and you can cover her. Rodney, Rodney, come cover me. Lady Swan, as you know, I've been praying for you and Pastor Swan, and the Lord said it's time now for you, woman of God. The box is open. The Lord said there are so many things that you see in the spirit. There's so many things that's on the inside of you. And there's not a woman in this place that can hold you back. That you all have to release her to be the woman of God that she is. And this is the season, the Lord said, move by my spirit. Have your, your ear to my heart. And you begin to speak what I say. Boldly. 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 So we anoint you right now in the name of Jesus in this atmosphere. For you to be free. For you to be bold. But this newness that God has put on the inside of you now. You are released in this house to do a new thing. As your husband moves to the new place that God has called him to, which is higher in, in the mountaintop. And when I say new place, that's not a new church. That's a new place in him. So we agree with you today, woman of God. We agree with you. And we got your back. We got your back. 
in Jesus name in Jesus name so I speak to your spirit now rise up woman of God rise up woman of God rise up it's your time in Jesus name bless the name of the Lord bless the name of the Lord in Jesus name come on if your women agree with her you got her. You got her back. It's one more person I saw. Minister Tabitha. Somebody write me her. I don't know where your husband went. I want you to stand beside her. (laughs) Even this past week when I was talking about you guys, the Lord, the Lord even shook me in my spirit about you two. And when we talked about the word of knowledge, y'all got it. Y'all go so in depth into the word of the Lord. Y'all have a jewel in the midst of your ministry here with Reverend Persons and Minister Tabitha. And I see where the Lord is taking you on his wings now. And he's getting ready to spread like never before. Doors are going to start opening for you and for you. Not meaning that you're not going to be here submitted to the house and submitted to the man and woman of God. But the doors are getting ready to open up like never before. Because there's such a rich deposit on the inside that needs to be imparted not only to ivy but to the body of Christ. And so the Lord is saying... Let the doors begin to swing open for you, for this is me, saith God. I am taking you to new places, and it's not by accident that you all have been on so many trips and so many things that you've seen. The Lord said, I wanted you to see some other things on the outside because I'm bringing heaven right down to earth to you. You shall not lack for anything. The Lord said that this is a season that you all are just going to just flourish in him like never before. And not to take your gifts lightly. For I've given you these gifts so that you can impart to the body of Christ. That women shall be healed and delivered and set free just by you speaking. That, the, that the, even the leadership tools that you have been given through the power of the Holy Spirit, that the leaders of this house and other houses will not be the same. Because this is the impartation from Holy Spirit. This is a new day in your life. And the Lord said, what? Watch me move on you. Watch me move on you. Your household will never be the same. Even the things that you've been praying for your children, I hear the Lord say. He said, watch me manifest. 
Watch me manifest for your children so they will not know things from the past, but they will know and see things from now into the future. God said, God said, I'm getting ready to move on your kids like never before because you have been models for them. And the Lord said, this is by my spirit. This is by my spirit. This is the new thing that I'm doing for you. And the, and you will be a witness because everybody in here will be able to see the testimony of our most high God. So it's in Jesus name. Me and my husband agree with you now. And we say that it is so and it is done in Jesus name. I speak to your spirit now. I speak to your spirit now, Reverend Person. I speak to your spirit now. This is Isha. This is him, said the Lord. This is me, said God. This is me, said the Lord. Mm. All you can do is move forward from here. All you can do is move forward. Rodney, touch right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. The Lord said, what you're feeling now is my spirit, and I'm moving on you. Never to be the same. I'm just hearing the download. Amen. Okay. Need everybody to stand, please. We're going. We want to thank Elder Gail for sharing her prophetic gift. For some of you, this may seem to be uncomfortable because maybe you haven't been in an atmosphere like this. And usually when something is uncomfortable, the first thing that we try to do is dismiss it or shoot it down. But if you heard her minister, she did not put anybody down. She spoke the possibilities in their life. And that's what a gift is supposed to do, where you may see something and you need an encouragement, you need something else Maybe sometimes somebody else sees something in you that you didn't see in yourself. And that's what gifts are designed to do, is to carry us forward. That we can be on assignment for what God has called us to do. And I know we can come in, but I just want y'all to know there's greatness in all of you. And many of us struggle with that. So sometimes the faith isn't for what God can do, sometimes the faith is, can he do it through me? Can he use me? The answer is yes. And there are others that she didn't call by name. But there's gifts in you that God's trying to release so that we all benefit. We won't do the um, call out for the ministry. This is a God moment. I'm going to ask Elder just to pray us out. If anybody else after the prayer time, if you want to receive Christ, join our church. If you're watching, you want to give your life to Christ to so join our church, you can do the uh, at sign join Ivy to 81010. For so long, we've been beat down out there. But in here, you're of worth and value to God. You got to believe that. 
Not that God can just do it, but he can do it through you. Elder, thank you. Bless you. Love you. I love you more. Prayers out. Father, we just thank you, oh God, for what has transpired on today. And God, even, if even as we feel your presence in this room right now, God, we know that this is you. And God, I thank you for every gift that's in this room. God, we thank you, oh God, that this is the year, this is the season, God, that you're going to open up their boxes to be able to minister and give back their gift to you like never before. So, Father, right now we speak to every person in here, and we speak, oh God, that you're getting ready to do something fresh and new, God. If they just have faith to believe that they can move mountains, God, just by the words that they speak, by the things that they do, the love that they show. God, we thank you. We thank you for the word that came forth today. We bless God for Pastor Swan, Father. God, we bless, bless God for, for Lady Swan today, Lord God. And Father, as they go up, God, we thank you that we're going up with them in this new season, God, of what you're doing here in Ivy, God. We thank you, Lord for everything that's transpired. So now, God, I ask that a fresh wind be able to blow across this entire congregation. Meet every need, oh God, that they are, they're already asking, God. Every desire, every heart, every heartbeat, Father. God, I ask that the wind of God blow. And even now, healing all over this room, we speak it and say that it is so. So as we leave from this place, God, but never to leave your presence, we thank you that you abide in us and through us. It's in our precious son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Love y'all in Jesus' name. Y'all have a great day. Y'all come on and show Elder Prophet Gail some love. Oh,